Ah, hello. You are listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, Scott. Me, Ron. Me, PJ. Cue the music. Ron, but I, no one's going to see this, so maybe we should take a screenshot of this. But right now, Ron's got a T-shirt on that matches the background. I was wondering if you'd pick that up. <laughs> it looks like he's got a hole in his chest. I, I noticed that myself, and I thought, that's rather odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's really doing funny things to my eyes. It just looks like you're hollow. <laughs> cool, though. Maybe I'll do that next time. Get, like a, get a picture of the background just on a T-shirt in front of me. Completely unintentional, but I, I only noticed it when I sat down there and turned on the camera. I was like, oh, that's weird. There's something, <laughs> odd, something odd happening there. So it's been, what, several months since our last podcast? Has anything yeah. changed? Uh, Father I've sinned. Isn't that how this starts? <laughs> have, you been, have you been out, uh, Scott? No. Have you been out? No? Have you been, have you been in the entire time? Sure, yeah. How do you think Scott developed such a healthy skin glow there? Well, what, do you, like, what do you mean, out? Out where? Outdoors. Of any, I mean, like, I take the I take the kid I take the kids out for, take the kids out for walks and stuff. Like shops, have you been shopping? Have you bought shops in a grocery store for like food and stuff? No, get it, get, get click and collect. Have you been out for dinner anywhere? Nope. Holy shit! You've been like this, this is since March. That's how we're back in this fucking mess. Why well, not? Everybody I mean, fucking off out for dinner. Possibly, I have been out and doing things. And I've been fine, but I mean, I take your point. It's a well-made point. <laughs> I mean, we are we are being encouraged to go out. Well, I'm being sensible. I'm wearing a face mask everywhere I go. You know, I don't go out without at least a dozen face masks in the car. So I'm yeah, like I, I, there are, you know, there are obviously instances where yes, it's it's perfectly fine to go out. But like, I don't want like people. I've seen pictures. My friends have sent me like holy shit look at this like people queued out the door nuts to butts as i would say like queuing for a half price burger at some you know shitty chain restaurant well that is, um, that is you know if, if, you know if you're booking to go somewhere nice and that you know you're you're going in and everybody's nice and distanced and you just take you're wearing a mask take your mask off to eat your dinner but like sitting in sitting in an enclosed space with any number of people inhaling and exhaling cannot be a good thing um, it yeah. just can't. I would, I would say, I mean, I, I have not really, the, the argument has been, there's been an argument that it's unhealthy in a different way for people not to go out and socialize and do things. Up to this point, I would have kind of gone, no, we're talking about life or death. And, you know, we're not talking, but having seen your face, Scott, I would say there is an unhealthy amount of staying in that you can do and you've done it. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to get out any anymore. I mean, have you? Uh, where, of... where am I going to go? I went to the cinema one time. I went to the cinema one time as well. I went to the I went to the cinema once, and the only reason I went to the cinema is because because you can't just walk up and go to the cinema now. You have to book. I was able to look at the number of seats that had been booked in the cinema mm-hmm. fifteen minutes before the film started, and that number was two, and they were beside each other in the back row. So mm-hmm. I booked one seat in the recliner seats in the front, not the very front row, because that's just fucking stupid as yeah, for sociopaths yeah. the in the recliner seat like kind of midway i know who sits in the front row people whose eyeballs detach so they, yeah. <laughs> they can hold them up yeah the one time we've all been to the cinema together ron didn't sit with us where did he sit <laughs> toward 
Did he he sat like he sat like ten rows in front of us because he insisted that the screen needed to fill his entire field of vision, otherwise it wasn't worth going for. I still feel the same way. <laughs> so yeah, the only reason I went to the cinema is because I was I was fine with the two people that were going to be there, and I kept my mask on. Um, and that's look, not everybody has to do that, but that's the only way that I can justify it to myself that I'm mm. not putting myself or my family in unnecessary risk mm. and yes i did go and see tenant and i bloody bloody loved it oh yeah. okay i went to see it last week myself and i really enjoyed it as well i'm having a yeah. tenant I'm looking at your t-shirt it feels <laughs> it feels like part of a part of a, yeah. one of your man's films visual visual gags aren't really going to go down too well on the podcast pj no, i know i'm going to put the photo up we're going to put the photo just f just just fyi just uh, you've forgotten how I, you've forgotten I, how I, all this works well yes i mean at this point everyone's hallucinating so there's been a lot of good TV that has happened in the entire interim. Some of has it's there? not available. I think so. I mean, I, I like uh, Raised by Wolves, which and my wife and I had very confusing conversations. I haven't watched the last episode yet. So I haven't watched so any of it. I think be I'm careful the, about, about a sentence worth of the premise of it, and I've seen nothing of it. Well, that's that's, a, that's about that. as much as you need. I knew nothing. It's going only into available. It. It's only available on HBO Max, or if you know a friend with a. Uh, way around it but um it also it caused a, a confusing conversation with my wife and i when she i, I we were talking i said i'd been watching this raised by wolves she went oh what i like that i went oh don't really think, see it as your kind of thing so no, I, think I, I think i saw something about that thing. i was going i don't I, I are you sure you would like it it's about alien i mean it's not about aliens but it's like sci-fi things went hey, maybe and then she went oh no no that's not the thing there's two there are two shows called raised by wolves and the other one is is based on Catelyn moran's books um, yeah. and is nothing uh, like this, obviously. Yeah. So, so not to let the cat out of the bag. See if you're putting that show into into Plex. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it does. It does. Try to do the cat around one first. Uh-huh. So you kind of had to, you know, specify raised by wolves 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I raised by wolves. I I I've been kind of enjoying. It's very odd, and the end and the last episode is particularly odd. But the first ep- the first episode is incredible. Hmm. The first episode is like. The fir- the first episode is good, and you're like, okay, I can, I like, I'm enjoying this, and I won't tell you because I, don't, I, don't, I I like I want everybody to have the surprise, but you get to a point in the first episode. Let me put it like this: the surprise for anyone will be if they ever get to be able to watch it, because the terror which appeared on HBO Max was never shown. Like, is really no, hard the, to find. The terror, the terror is AMC. Oh, is it? Okay, the terror, the terror is an AMC show. It's not even on iTunes or anything. It hasn't appeared anywhere, and I was very much looking forward to the second series of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I I would have to assume that it's HBO that, that it'll be on Sky Atlantic at some point. But mm-hmm. unless unless this is their, I think we, we talked about this the last time, but this is HBO's grand plan to get round to have a streaming service in the UK by saying no, this is, we have a deal with Sky for HBO material, and this is mm-hmm. HBO Max. This is a whole different. Uh, is HBO owned by Disney? Is that the, the, am I wrong? Or no, right? I told me Warner Brothers. All oh, right, okay, okay. So that's why they have they they're rebooting all the DC shows over at HBO. Um, that's why they're doing the ridiculous Snyder cut over on HBO Max. <laughs> Listen. That's Snyder Cut. It's just sitting there waiting. It just needed an extra 75 million quid spent on it, and it'll be perfect. That's all they needed. That's the funny thing. Like, the fans were screaming for release the Snyder Cut, and it didn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. And, mm. now, they, and now they've... They've, they've, they've willed it into existence. And, yeah, and yeah. championed it so much that they now have to spend another 75 million dollars to reshoot... 
Making I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to start demanding the Snyder Cut of all these films that I want to see. <laughs> I, I want to see the Snyder Cut of Jaws. Snyder Cut of Casablanca, please. Yes. If it only takes a few million quid to make it happen. Just now that you now that you've mentioned Josh, just for anybody who is who does the the same thing that me and Ron do with regards to our Apple iTunes, Jaws has been remastered in 4K HDR on iTunes. If you've already bought it, you get the free upgrade. If you haven't, um, I think it's like three or four ninety nine or something like that for this for this week. It's it's an amount of money you shouldn't even think about to own Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although it does piss me off it doesn't have the the great documentary that goes with it. I think there's a I think it's called something about there's, there's a problem with the shark or something like that and it's a, it's a really, really good sort of like almost three hour long documentary about the making of yeah. Jaws, which is yeah absolutely worth seeing. Hmm, okay. Well the the other really good but a horror sci fi has has been um a Lovecraft country. Have you been watching that? I, me and Hannah started it a couple of nights ago, so we have just finished the I Am episode, the psychedelic Hippolyta um, episode. Hmm. Is that further than episode two? Because that's as far as I've got. You're only on episode two. <laughs> um, that, the Hippolyta episode that we just, I think it's episode eight, uh, seven or eight. It's the only episode I've been disappointed by. Hmm. So it's the one that leans most heavily on kind of CGI graphics and stuff, and I think maybe there's, yeah. a, there's a little element of Lawnmower Man to it that I'm not Ted dead keen on, and hard to know what the reality of it is. You know, is it deliberately ropey graphics, or is it kind of these are real things we're supposed? Yeah, to Yeah, I think if you don't have the money to pull off some of the things that they're trying to do, then you just shouldn't do it, rather mm-hmm. than do it badly. Um, and also, I just the whole the whole thing just felt a bit like. The, th- the good thing about Lovecraft Country is that they're kind of showing us stuff that I haven't really seen on this scale, and th- like and and something that hasn't been lent as hard into like this. But this episode was just like I've seen all of this before. This has been done in any sci-fi show. Anything that that mm-hmm. delves into sci-fi or aliens or time travel or the occult or you literally rhyme off any kind of... There, there's an element of that one of the uh, virtual reality prison story. There was an element of, uh, is this a real, you know, is it a real thing or not? But, you know, I, I'm sure it'll all, it'll all play out. I, yeah, I mean, yeah I think... it, was, it was fine. It wasn't like, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not watching that ever again. But it was just like, oh, that's the first, um, that's the first disappointing. So how did you find going from the first episode to the second episode because i think the second episode is the one most people kind of it felt like the second episode felt like one of those really tight turns on a scale track like if you can hold on brilliant but there's a good chance that's where they'll lose you in the second episode uh, no well i would disagree i would say if if, if you're going to get lost you're going to get lost at the end of the first episode well ron how, how did you find it i really enjoyed both episodes that i saw i just I've just not really found the time or I think the mental energy to to delve yeah. into a lot of a lot of TV these days. And, and most it's, of what I've been watching has been real low stakes, sort of, I wouldn't say unchallenging, but just fun stuff. Things like Ted Lasso and um, what's, what's the other thing I've been, oh yeah, Star Trek Lower Decks, which I absolutely fucking love. Hmm. Um, I, I can't get enough of that show. And, it, you know, it, the, se- the first season ended yeah, this week. Um, and I, it's my favorite Star Trek stuff in a long time. I I always struggle with animation because you've got to look at it. And I'm, I'm busy working, so I I mean I've been able to watch a lot of stuff, but what I've mostly been watching has been low stake stuff. It's been uh, New Girl, 
which was the Zoe de Sa- de- Dash- Deschanel, uh, uh vehicle, which Deschanel, I, yeah. I, f- I find her a little twee, and I, I initially thought this is a vehicle for her. It's going to be very twee, and I'm not going to like it, but I really ended up loving it, and especially the particularly slobby characters that are in it that are great. They're really funny. They, and I, I think once they they find their their writing style for all of them kind of they do it quite quickly but it's probably around season two ish um and the show really really does get kind of exponentially better um i remember liking it a lot whenever it was on my um chewing gum tv has been uh eight out of ten cats does countdown i love it, it makes me laugh so um, much which i didn't realize you could pay i think it's 3.99 um, to have the Channel 4 player without any adverts. Oh, right. Okay. Which I think is like, if, if there's a show that you want to watch, like they have all of the Shield on there in its okay. HD remaster. Really? Um, and if you, you, know, if you want to binge iTunes? something like that, 399 is nothing. Why is that not on iTunes? Yeah, I know. I know. But 399 to get rid of the adverts because the adverts on Channel are 4, really obnoxious. The, on the Channel 4 mm. player are they are excessive um, and they do kind of kill the enjoyment for... Uh, I wonder, it's BritBox, so we, we've, we're resubscribed to BritBox a while back uh, and Annette sort of watched. <laughs> <laughs> I subscribe to, I subscribe to uh-huh. BritBox for one night um, and immediately unsubscribed after I finished watching Spit and Image. I looked through the catalog and went, maybe maybe there's some reason to keep this seven-day free trial going or something that I can potentially find that I'll want to watch. No, not a damn thing. Spit and Image was it, and it was fucking abysmal. There is an awful lot of... of um, it's very... I mean, it's a terrible app. It's a terrible app to navigate. It's a terrible app to find stuff. I mean, for example, um, there are a lot of quite good films, alien comedies on there, I think, and they're hard to find. You know, Passport to Plimico is on there, and it's really buried deep. It's difficult to find. Um, And even if you know what show you want to watch. Oh, I thought you just meant there was stuff on there that's like hard to find to watch. I didn't think you meant it was hard to find in the actual app. To to navigate, like, for example, there's two different ways to get to certain seasons of Doctor Who. If you go to it one way, you've got to watch it in a certain, you can't, you can't get back to the episode you were at. You have to re you have to watch it and they don't let you, they still don't have sort of different people on there, you know, uh, as Netflix does now where you can log in as, you know, you or your partner or whatever. Um, Amazon, Amazon do that now. They've oh, got different right, okay. users and Britpop still hasn't. So, you know, you, if you watch something, that's the last thing everyone in the house was watching. Then there's no, you know, there's no coming back to it. But the Avengers is on there and it's really good. And, and Sapphire and Steel is on there and it's spectacular. It's really odd and strange. So those are, those are kind of good shows that are on there. Yeah, I'm just checking their website here and they're using like the spitting yeah. image puppets to promote it, which says a lot to me. I mean, I get that. They must have really hung their hopes on the, on that show being good, and it is absolutely dire, as Scott said. I I think I mean is it is it as yeah it's pretty much the same as it always was really spitting image. I mean I I found it find it hilarious when I was about thirteen or fourteen or whatever, and then it sort of it was a really series of diminishing returns. And um, I watched the first episode, I haven't watched the second episode. I just I'm starting to find sketch comedy like that not you know it's not it has to be really good to be good. I just find it. I find it really hard for, uh, like, the, the, there are people in the writers' room on it that whose stuff I really like, and there are voice casts or sorry, voice actors on it whose stuff I really like, and I just find it so hard to believe that 
they could miss the mark so yeah, widely. I mean, maybe maybe it's a question of letting it find its feet. I mean, maybe it's a question of a show like that. It hasn't quite got its grasp of its audience just yet. And I mean, for example, there's some sketches in that first one which I thought felt were like the whole um, the the Mary Poppins thing with the the uh, New Zealand Prime Minister felt like who is this attacking and why is it attacking them and what is it trying to say? I don't I don't really understand. Yeah, that's the one that really rubbed me the wrong way. That's the one that was like. Right, so you you basically have built a whole sketch around attacking a woman who's generally quite well regarded by most people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you made this grotesque caricature out of her. And uh, is it is it out of a sense of like some sort of uh, well, we we have to have balance here, the left and the right. Let's attack everyone on all sides. And then um, the Greta Thunberg thing, which you know, I mean, she's a celebrity and she's on TV, and maybe that makes her for a game for that kind of thing. But at the same time, they didn't do anything with it. It wasn't like they no, they made fun of her voice and had her shout, and that was it. And it yeah. just it was such low hanging fruit. I would expect it of a sixteen year old in a yeah. playground. Yeah, they're just they just yeah. I mean, maybe the writing wasn't wasn't strong enough. Maybe the the uh, I have a horrible feeling that the producers of it, the luck and flaw people, are the sort of people that would maybe start posting on Twitter. You can't say anything nowadays, you know that they they would go that way. They go, oh, you can't be funny about the this kind of person or that guy. You know, uh, uh, apparently you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, if it had been funny, I wouldn't have minded who the attack as long you know if 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 they actually can bring a joke to it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like anybody, anybody is fair game as long as it's funny mm. and intent matters. Like it just didn't feel like anything that they did was like well aimed. It was just like I'm willing to give it time because I, I do think a thing like that. Need, I mean, you're not obviously Scott going to give it any time, but I, I feel like a thing like that needs to find it's uh, one thing that's particularly telling. I think is. Th- where, where is it on Twitter? Where are the where are the memes from it on Twitter? None of them have traveled. You know, now is that a limitation of of? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that might be the fact that it's on fucking BritBox. Yeah, it's it's on a service almost no one has. Um, but that doesn't usually stop people. Yeah, and a service that I, that I'm surprised anyone is willing to pay for. To be quite honest, I mean, a lot of the time, the producers of these shows employ people to actually put the memes out there for them yeah. because they, you know, because that that's how they get sort of a, a viral sensation and they, they get. That's what I mean. That's the thing. Someone should have been memeing the shit out of that. They should be going through it and going, you know, and and working. They should employ a twelve-year-old boy to to figure out where the funny lines of attack are on this, and then, you know, and and they, they if they end up being funnier than the show, that would not surprise me. So um, I also just didn't like some of the puppets. I didn't think the Trump puppet looked like Trump particularly, and the voice didn't help. I I, I read an article about um oh what's I can't remember the name of the woman. The one there's a woman who does she does TikTok videos of doing Trump's. She teaches Trump's Sarah Cooper, yeah, and they're very very funny. And and um generally you find the best way to make fun of Trump is to say is just let him say exactly what he's going to say, but recontextualize it into a manner where. If if that were a baby, you wouldn't put up with it. If that were a child, you wouldn't put up with it. And yeah, it's funny. That's exactly right because I think for the last three or four years, satirists have really struggled with Trump because mm. he is his own. He writes his own jokes. Yeah, you cannot you cannot satirize that man by by making a puppet of him and making up new things from say even I mean yeah. By the time that first episode had broadcast, 
uh, he was already doing more ridiculous stuff himself, and he got yeah. COVID that week. Yeah, you know, which 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 out trumped anything they could do on the show. The trick there might have been to take Trump's actual words and build a little Trump baby in a playpen, like a baby Muppet, and have it have it telling all the other babies in the playpen exactly Trump's dialogue. No changes, just word for word everything yeah. he said. Just use the voice, and that might have gotten you know that might have been better. That might have been funnier. I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, Armando Iannucci was on the what's the what's the name of Frankie Boyle's show on BBC New World Order. Armando Iannucci was on, and he said that the yeah, like satire for in terms of Trump and uh, and everything that's going on in the states at the minute is completely dead. And the best way to uh, well satirize is, is the wrong word, to, but to poke fun yeah. is to just tell the truth because the truth because what he says and what the truth is are so polarized mm-hmm. and so far apart that when you realize what he's actually talking about versus what he's actually saying the di- the, the yeah. like the difference is what makes it funny as opposed to trying because uh, another thing that spit and image did that I didn't like was had him mm-hmm. say baby words like he would be talking about the I think the drugs that he was taking or whatever and he would say like the yeah. the floop de doop de boop and you're like no that's that's not that that's not funny yeah. that's not yeah. what he does like this, just it's, it's it's lowest common denominator, and I don't even I, I don't know who would have watched yeah, it. Yeah, they, they really they really skewed um, Trump yes, there. Yes, more well, evidently you, PJ. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, because the thing about whenever SNL do it, and whenever SNL mm. doing it, you the, the writing is always so good, and you know whether he tweets about it or not, yeah. and sometimes he can't help himself, but yeah. you know that he's watching. And you know that it that it gets to him because he tweets about it and he says, "Oh, that was a terrible episode. Ratings ratings dropping. Such a failure. Sad." Mm. So you know whenever he gets it, yeah, or, or whenever it gets him. Sorry, but yeah, I can't imagine that this is even a a, a blip on his radar. Oh, did you see, uh, the Daily Show did a kind of the man in the back room sketch with Trump and Biden. Uh, where they they cut away to a person in the back room saying, "No, you've got to say this, and you've got to do that," which was all sort of originally a kind of sketch format created by a British writer who who would do. It. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Do you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but well, um, you know, yeah, everyone knows him now. Yeah, but, and and everyone's kind of going, "Well, it's, you've clearly lifted this guy's gag," but that's another situation where using their actual words and and playing around with that and pointing out the hypocrisy or the Michael Spicer. Yeah, Michael Spicer should point out the hypocrisy of it works far better than, you know, I mean, here's what I would have done with Trump. I'd have had like a, a Trump, a video where you close in on Trump's head and you find a little uh, like a, a, the internal spaceship of Dave or or, uh, or the numbskulls or something and little kind of baby Trump's running around trying to figure out what he's going to say next and doing and then have him actually say the real things. And that that would be a way of kind of skewering the the you know the 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 wildcat nature and the wild uh, the herding cat's nature of trying to keep him insane or or everyone around him. Well, yeah, I'd like, I think you could do something like what's mm. the the, yeah. the Pixar Inside Out the Pixar movie like go into his brain and show that all of the, the yeah. little characters have all fucked off. Oh, no, they're, just, they're they're just all the worst impulses. You know, there's just there's, there's no positive impulses. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean. Uh, it's disappointing, but I, I'm, I mean, we're subscribed to it because, uh, and that's watching a lot of the shows on there, so we'll keep it going for a while. And if it's there, I'm going to watch it. I'm assuming it'll bed in. I'm assuming, I mean, no, I, I, I know you kind of, you're not mad keen. I think the puppets are actually incredible looking as, as caricatures. They're really... I think the, I think the, the, in terms of the, the way that they can move and the, mm. the sculpting and stuff, yes. 
But I, I'm with Ron. I think there's a couple of them that just, they just don't feel as kind mm. of cartoonish as I would want. They, they, they feel just a little, I don't know. There's, there's something odd about them that doesn't sit quite right. But I think that, yeah, the technology yeah. behind them is very impressive. And there are times whenever you're looking, thinking, wow, the, the, you know, the, it's come a long way. And this, yeah. like, if this was good, like, this would be this would make it great but i think part of the problem is that we don't have i mean a lot of especially the british politicians the personalities aren't as wild and big as they were in the 80s yeah. like so the dominic rab puppet came on and i had to turn to see him i was like who's, who's that supposed to be <laughs> i just did not know what, <laughs> who or what it represented yeah. and they, they were trying to invent a character for dominic rab what was his what was his thing again yeah so the, so they were inventing a character for him that that doesn't really exist because no that, no he does, he does have a black belt in karate yeah but yeah. It, it, it's not it's not a big part of his personality but whenever you had the likes of margaret thatcher roy hattersley you know neil kinnock and p- people who were big personalities mm. that were all in the political on the political sphere it was really easy to take those personalities and spin them into but a do you not caricature think, do you not think like for example i think with boris he's 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 cultured, he's he's fostered a, his a, a kind of cult of personality around what he wants people to see, which is a bubbling buffoon, which has worked for him up till now. And spit them, he's kind of fed into that. That was the the image they presented. Well, Boris was the only one that that I felt were like again, he's easy to parody because yeah. he is a walking parody himself. You know, so so if you don't make him do something genuinely funny, it's it's a it doesn't. It, I mean, as a caricature, it doesn't expose anything new about about Boris it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't I mean for example you know the Boris's uh thing where he he you know th- somebody asked him the name of a journalist so he could go around and beat him up and he's like going oh I'll tell you all about that there's a Machiavellian side of him which was not played out and then uh, Dominic's Cummings puppet was a kind of evil Machiavellian wizardy type which I think Cummings wants people to think he is anyway they want him to think he's an oddball they don't want to think that he's an oddball who is only you know has, has a certain level of success but maybe has no idea about you know is really not that smart otherwise you know yeah. i i don't know i mean it's yeah i mean jury's oh, i think jury's out jury's out to come back and decided they're guilty as far as scott's concerned i i, I didn't understand the point of the, <laughs> the prince philip and Meghan markle puppets either really yeah it's, that was an, that was an odd one that just it just i i don't know I, yeah i think maybe you're right but i do i do it felt like for two people who've been attacked by the media quite a lot let's let's have some puppets attacking them yeah seemed to be a real a real low blue for 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 what for for zero comedy results <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- there's always been a cruelty to spit an image, and it's always been okay when they're leaning into the people we don't, you don't like. I, I think, and but it, I think now it's even more. You know, we're we're even more kind of divided on on who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. But I think also we're all a bit we're all a bit more attuned as to what is yeah okay and what's not okay, and what you know and what feels like cheap shots, yeah. pot shots, whatever you want to call them, uh, versus. Yeah, versus yeah. well-aimed satire and i would have no problem with them taking shots at Meghan markle and prince harry if what they did was in some way show up some form of hypocrisy or some you know something that they were that yeah. they were doing but it wasn't it just made them i mean that's it that's another thing everybody yeah. was just made out to be dumb and that's that, yeah. you know that's not fun well all right listener watch it or don't watch it <laughs>
I mean, you know, obviously the, the funny thing is out of the original spitting image, you know, came some of the best satirists of our time, Armando yeah. Menonucci and Steve Coogan and those people all came out of that. They all worked on the, that show and did voices. But and that's the thing. The, the thing is that in the eighties, you had um, kind of left wing comedians that were cutting their teeth in in alternative comedy and then spitting ben Elton and such. Yeah. yeah, and and they 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 allowed those skills to develop over time. Whereas this is kind of we haven't had that kind of satire for a long time, and now suddenly, I think so. I think for for the foreseeable future, <laughs> satire needs to fuck off. If I'm being if I'm being completely honest, I have no time for like click like clickbait news articles that are like mm. satire, quote unquote, but are just they're but they're not. They're just lies. They're just oh, I, I'm not lies to try and trick people. They're yeah. just I, I'm going to make up a story as opposed to doing something like the Onion, which is. I'm going to turn a story on its head and, you know... Expose and, something and, about the nature um, of the media, which what the, which what the Onion was good for. Yeah, yeah. As, oppo- as opposed to just mm. flat-out lying. And we are in a time where you just there is no satire left to what be had. What about SNL? I've always found SNL a bit flat. I can never quite... Well, I've literally just <laughs> come from watching this week's episode with host Bill Burr and musical guest Jack White. Oh, Ron, even if you don't watch SNL, just watch the Jack White performances and tell me what the drummer is doing, because his drum kit is set up in a way that I have never seen, okay. and he is playing it like a lunatic. It's great, but it's, but it's bananas. I I mean, SNL, I th- every year people say it's not as good as it used to be, and I don't think that that's true. I've watched every episode of SNL from the first series in as much as Hulu would allow whenever we had um, Hulu. And they, through time, they've had to cut musical performances and cut various sketches and whatever. So I haven't seen everything. But me and Hannah did go through and watch everything, everything that was available. And to be honest, I think it's generally great. I think it's, I think it's, and whenever it's, whenever it turns its head to the, to the political, they're, uh, they're always, always very good. Um, they made a pretty big misstep in having Trump mm. host, but I think it's the same as the Jimmy Fallon thing. Nobody thought mm. he was going to win. Yeah, humanizing was the, was the worst thing they could do. Yeah, I immensely enjoy it. Not every sketch is a hit, but whenever they turn their their hand at the like this week they the the cold open was the sketch about the uh the vice presidential debate um and they had joe biden played by jim carrey teleporting from his home to the uh, debate center to try and um throw off pence but as he closed the the teleportation door a fly flew in and it turned into Jeff Goldblum in the fly, and he became the fly on Mike Pence's head, which I thought was hilarious. Sad look, yeah. That's one. That's one crazy drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, what about the last week's one had a moment where a uh, thing he was dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and a kind of moment that made me go, where she just kind of like a salute to her, but not quite. That felt. Yeah, well, that's yeah. yeah. Kate, Kate McKinnon has played Ruth Bader, Bin, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for like I don't know five, six years. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's fine in America. Maybe that flies brilliantly in America. But it feels like in the UK when it goes sh- too schmaltzy, it's like oh, this is, uh, 
can't, can't you be doing with that. I mean, you're 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 picking out one ten second moment from an oh. episode to to say that this that the show that the show that has been running for forty seven years is too schmaltzy. But but do, by schmaltzy, do you mean sincere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for a comedy show, does it? I mean, does it need that kind of? No, they did. They had it. They had a little ten second moment for Eddie Van Halen this week. They had well, one. Yeah, like, I mean, if I if I had to criticize, I don't know, Saturday Night Live for anything, it's that it has a sense of its own importance that I think yeah. is 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 isn't warranted these days it's not it's not the relevant show that it was maybe 30 years ago but it still has the odd moment of where it, where it, where it sort of captures the the zeitgeist hmm. uh, but i do i do think there's kind of a it's a bit smug a, a need to comment on certain things you know and i you know i i don't think they had to mention eddie van halen is eddie van halen been a big factor in saturday night live over the last 40 years probably not but hmm. you know but they felt they but they felt they had to comment no, on, it, on so, it you know because the, and they felt they had to comment on it because they're Saturday Night Live and they have to comment on it, you know. Whereas an, another another comedy show might be like, "Fuck Eddie Van Halen, what, what do we care about that?" I mean, it's it's nothing to yeah, do with us. Is there you a know? joke in this somewhere? If there's no joke in <laughs> if, it, what is if the... there's no joke in it? Is there? No, but he played he played as a musical guest. They showed a they showed a clip of him playing live on Saturday Night Live. You know, everyone's playing Saturday Night Live at this point. Does... For everyone. <laughs> What they should do, like the end of year episode, they should do in memoriam and just list all the people who died, like they do in the Oscars. Is that what they should do? Yeah, because <laughs> I, uh, I, I was thinking, are we going to mention Eddie Van Halen on the show this week? And I thought, nah, we've never talked about Eddie Van Halen before. Why mention him <laughs> not? <laughs> we've never talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg no, either. It's just not that kind of show. That's just not our audience. <laughs> 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 anyway, so uh, yeah, is there? A, what about films? Because there's been a, a, a no cinema, so no films. Has there been anything new that's come our way that you've gone? Oh, this is. Uh, it's a shame I can't see this in the cinema. Apart from Tenet, obviously, which waited until the cinemas were open. Well, I think Scott, did you say Tenet's probably going to get like a, a a home release in November? The yeah, the rumor is that it's going to be November, but uh, Nolan is always notoriously late. I just wonder how how annoyed he was that Tenet didn't save cinema after all, which was his plan. Yeah. I did the same as you. I waited until uh, literally about 20 minutes before, before screen time to see how many people was going to be in the, the theater with me. And there was three other people and I moved away yeah. from them. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can deal with this. I book, book the seat furthest away from them and let's enjoy the movie. Um, very loud movie and very poorly mixed in terms of dialogue, but that seems like technical bullshit that not anybody apart from me and Ron are going to care so about. You, did somebody say to me that he doesn't do ADR? I mean, and he just he just records on the set. Well, no, he ha- no, he it's the opposite. He has to loud? do ADR because the IMAX cameras are so loud that you can't get all the dialogue clean on all set. I, think was I wanted to break the hands of the sound mixer because. There was points where like he just seemed to be pushing up everything as loud as he possibly could, and except the dialogue, except and the dialogue. I, think, is, is, I don't know if that's a feeling of like you know they're sitting in the sound booth with, with a script and they're like, well, well, I know what he's saying, <laughs> but, but, well, yeah. but they're literally shouting at each other. The characters are shouting like you know plot points at each other, and I'm straining to hear what they're saying because I'm and I'm fairly sure this is important information. Yeah, and all I hear is. <laughs> and I, I'm just sitting there going, wishing I could be like, hey Siri, what did he say? <laughs> I knew that there was a problem with this going in, so I 
listened harder than I would have on a first viewing of anything. And even though I knew there was going to be problems with the sound and dialogue in places, there were still a lot of lines that I missed. Um, now, I'm thinking back, most of them, I think, did, weren't kind of vital to the plot. And within a sentence or two, or whenever the scene cut, you go, oh, they're here now. So what he said was this. I mean, you, you shouldn't have to interpret from context. It'd be really nice to understand what they're saying. You absolutely saying. shouldn't. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, well, I hope that maybe they'll take it on the board for the yeah. home cinema release the home release and do a bit of a remix um and and or, or turn on subtitles which is what i'm finding myself doing as i've gotten older and i and i can't be bothered to rewind 10 seconds to hear what somebody said like twice i'll just turn on subtitles no people need to people need to stop watching things with subtitles unless they need them for some specific reason and just invest in better speakers people need subtitles because their flat tv speakers are horseshit and they can't hear. There's no dynamic range. I'm mostly watching on my iPad. Stick a pair of headphones in. Uh, here, hold on. You're mostly watching on your iPad. If you're watching on your iPad, why are you? Yeah. What? No, are you not working? Well, then what, what are you doing reading subtitles? If I, I don't look at the screen. If I can't make out what someone's just said, I'll turn around to read. But he's got the subtitles up real loud. I'll look at the subtitles <laughs> to see what someone said. I don't want to listen. To... But what if you? What if you look up and it's it's gone? What if it's the next line? So would, you, would you be able to? Oh, fuck would me. you hear better if you had headphones your, in? Your your life is. I would you hear better if you had headphones in? I I want to hear everything around me. Oh, I've asked Annette to get me some Apple ones for Christmas. Are you going to get the AirPods Pro? Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, I was going to ask God about this uh, special audio thing. Oh God, poor Willem. Just before the just before this show went up, uh, Willem, who's one of our Patreons, shared a photograph to the secret discord which you can become a member of if you join uh, patreon.com forward slash sunnyside podcast and i'm sure everybody will there there will tell you just what value for money they get <laughs> just the, the value they pay for a month and if we don't do a show for like seven or eight weeks i'm so sorry i'm really really <laughs> sorry we've all been busy or we couldn't give a shit it's one of the two um but right oh, now yeah. I've, been, I've been really really busy um doing stuff with um, pablo on my new company Scott's been busy with work. PJ's been asking us to do shows nearly every week. <laughs> I've been busy too. I've also yeah. been busy. But just yeah, so we'll need the company. But just not just not busy enough to, to ignore the show. I, there was a week when PJ asked us if we were going to record this week, and neither me nor Ron even replied. <laughs> we just we just ghosted him. Just ignore it. But no, per, per Willem shared a photograph of his AirPods Pro uh, sloshing about in the washing machine just before we started recording tonight. And it, it turns was... out those those little cases are not waterproof. Turns out, mm. well, maybe they are. Well, uh, I would. They are. They are water. They are water resistant to a point. And Hannah did wash mm-hmm. my Apple Watch in the washing machine, and it is still working perfectly. Yeah, you're going to be able to swim more in that. Yeah, you're meant to be able to. Are you meant to be able to swim more in the AirPods? I don't think so. So, there's a new feature on the AirPods Pro. Uh, it's, about, it's called spatial audio, and I've been really interested in this. And I think Scott, you might be the only person I know who has tried it. So, so tell explain us about what it. it yes. is. It. So what it does? What it does is it takes now at the minute the the list of apps that work with it is is quite short, as all these things are at. Um, in kind of first phase um the apple tv plus app uh movies from itunes the disney plus app 
um, all work for it. Netflix and Amazon are all coming, but basically you need a show or a movie that is mixed in either 5.1 or Dolby Atmos. And what... It's really weird because there's two different settings for the spatial audio, but what it essentially does is it mimics the the speaker setup and you hear the sounds coming from around you as mm. you're supposed as you're supposed to instead of just stereo left and right and it is so for, for in the first instance it's so fucking bizarre that it, i don't know if anybody else has done this but the only thing that i can liken it to is whenever you've got your headphones you've got bluetooth headphones in and you haven't uh, connected them to the device that you're going to watch and the sound is still coming out of the uh, the speakers on your iPad mm-hmm. or your, your phone. And you, you, you know that something's wrong because the sound is coming from in front of you as opposed to coming directly into your ears. It's like that, except the sound is crystal clear. The sound is is completely directional and it's an absolute delight Am I right to listen to? It focuses your sound on the device you're listening to. So if you turned your head to the left or right, the well, sound well, would appear to be coming the, still from the. That's the two. That's the two different. That's the two different settings that it has, and I. That is the 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 default. So the default is I have my iPad in front of me. If I'm looking at my iPad, the dialogue comes straight down the barrel and mm-hmm. straight down the center. If I turn my head to the left the dialogue then is coming into my right ear because that's what's pointed. So you, you, you still perceive it as coming from the same place in space? It, 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 the sound yeah. is coming from a source. As opposed to you turn your head over the stereo mix and it still sounds like the sound's coming from in front of your eyes? But but even, even at that, with a stereo mix with standard headphones, I have never got directionality. The spatial and spatial audio is, what's, is what the big thing is because... It's so spacious. It's so airy. Here's a good way of describing it. If you close your eyes, you could point to where the iPad is based on the audio. If Yeah. If based, yeah. So if you, you could turn your head in any direction with your eyes, spin around, and you'll know where your iPad is in the room. Now, I've turned that off on mine only because I listen to a lot of movies while I'm working. I don't watch them, so I don't have my iPad directly in front of me so i've turned that off so i just get the spatial audio coming as if it's in front of me regardless of where my ipad is so how does how does that work like on 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 things like 5.1 mixes where the mixes you know like a car travels left to right or there's machine guns happening behind you are you still getting that in relation to where the ipad is then yes no 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 well i've turned mine off so mine is just it treats it as, as though the mm-hmm. iPad is directly in front of me. So things can come from behind me and, and across me and, mm-hmm. you know, around me and all that kind of stuff. But it treats it as though the screen is in front of me because that's that's how, you know, you watch things and that's how it's supposed to sound. If I had it on the other setting, then it would sound like this stuff was coming, you know, rotate it to wherever the iPad is. And, you know, stuff that should be coming from behind yeah, me yeah. would be coming from my left and, and, and whatever, depend if my iPad was over to my right. So, so is if if you turn directional off uh and you would you, you wouldn't be getting 5.1 stereo effectively i mean it's it's presumably like yeah you're still getting you're still getting the spatial audio it's just not directional directionally 
it just doesn't move when you do. Well, well, what I mean is, if if you turn that off, if you're turning that off for the for the direction of the, yes. that's not a thing you can get in the other iPads. That still requires that spatial audio to do like equivalent of a five point one stereo mix. Not the, I mean the the headphones, like the head, right? So if you turn that off, where you're the, the, the where, so you don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily need the iPad in front of you. It's always coming forward and backward and whatever. Yeah. Is that not just the same as normal stereo then, yeah. or, is there, or is there? Okay. No, no. It's the norm, normal. Normal stereo is just a pure left and right mix. So, okay. so they've they've built a surround sound decoding matrix into the into the ch- chain that gets sent to the AirPods from the iPad. So if mm-hmm. you're feeding it with a surround sound a surround sound yeah. soundtrack, then somehow the AirPods are are mimicking five or six speakers at once. Yeah, which or is kind of crazy. Yeah, and the, the the thing that I did first thing I did, which is the, the first thing that I do when I'm checking my surround sound setup at home, if I change something, mm-hmm. is I put on Save and Private Ryan because you like to feel like you're in the shit. Watch the yeah. the first battle. Yeah, uh, put on the first battle at the beach, um, and then turn the spatial audio on and off. Question: Does this work from an Apple TV? Well, he, he, it does. Does the directionality yes. thing work from the Apple TV? I don't think it would. There are rumors that there's another Apple um, TV coming, and I well, suspect that that would be built in as a. Why would the directionality not work with the Apple TV? No, no. Is there not requirement of the IUX chip or something? Is called? Isn't yeah, it? there's, there's the uh, the. Well, I know what chip it's called, but it's it's something to do with the orientation of the iPad and iPhone in relationship to the AirPods, and uh, an Apple TV doesn't know where it is in in space. Whereas it's called the U1 chip. The U1 chip. Yeah. I would be very surprised if the new Apple TV didn't have that built in. You can still get the spatial audio. The thing about the about the the kind of movement, the directionality thing is. Other than displaying how impressive it is, I'm not sure what it's for, if that makes sense. Augmented reality. Here's what's coming. Augmented audio reality. It is going to give you directions, telling you where things are. It's going to t- And it's going to have much more of an impact in games than it is in, mm. you know, for if you're, if you're using your iPad for gaming and you turn mm. your head that way, it would be much more immersive if, if that's all. If you like the context I can think of is if you imagine okay, you've sure. said yeah, okay. to your iPhone, "Take me to the nearest coffee shop," and you and you just follow the tone, you just follow the tone. You turn left when you hear the left tone, turn right when you hear the right tone. You don't need directions to say turn left now, turn right now. You just follow where that noise is coming from, and it it will give you that noise in three dimensional space because we're quite good at processing where noises are coming from. We're yeah, really good work. at it, you know. Yeah. So so it, it's it's that's that that's what's coming. Yeah. Paired with paired with AR glasses. Yeah. Hmm. It's so good that you forget that it's happening. And every now and again I'll flick I into my that's, little that's one of the command center you... and I'll see, oh yeah, the spatial audio's <laughs> on, and then I'll turn it off and think, fuck is that is that how we used to listen to everything? Ugh. And then I'll turn it back on again and get get back into my my trench. That's one of the things I think that dictates a technology that will be permanent and change and change everything is that you, 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 you. Once you use it for a while, you can't imagine not having it, or, or you can't imagine a, a part of your life that that is kind of slightly worse than that. Yeah. Because and that that's made that kind of change. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a feature that's made me kind of. I want AirPods Pro for Christmas. So if anyone's buying me Christmas presents, that's what I want. I want AirPods Pro. It's a pity Susie doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the AirPods Pro at the minute. I mean, she's just upstairs. Just shout. 
The AirPods Pro at the minute are um, down to £210 on Amazon. They've got 40 quid off. I'm wondering if there's new Apple headphones coming. with the there's Prime the Day's coming up in a couple of days. I don't know if they'll go cheaper than that. There's meant to be new over-ears over coming, like proper big, like which will probably be the death knell for the Beats line. It'll be the end of... Yeah, the, Air, the yeah. AirPod Studio. They'll probably still keep Beats going, but but who would who would want Beats whenever they can have the Apple ones? Well, I think that they might, they, you know, they might be branded Beats. Yeah, so you can have white or black. Yeah. I just hope <laughs> that they come in a choice of colors. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, like, I would, I would much prefer to have black AirPods. But they don't, you know, they don't do that as an option. There's a company who have made an entire business on getting you matte black AirPods, and they buy them for you, and they dip them and do whatever they have to do, clean up mm-hmm. all the the um, electronic connections and stuff, and then send them on to you at a premium. But like, I don't. If it's, I would happily buy over ear headphones from Apple. But if they're if they're if they're white, I don't want them. Apple understand the value of, of the white AirPod brand. I mean, they understand that that that's the thing, and they they knew I think whenever they released them that people were going to make fun of them, and then because that that's that's the that's the hallmark of something that is a design, you know, an iconic design is that people will take the piss out of it. It's, and it's, also, also rip them off uh, horrifically everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I've I've rarely seen a yeah. product that has been ripped off so quickly as AirPods Pro. I mean, you know, the and oh, sorry, just the standard AirPods. I mean, like you go onto Facebook now, and it seems like every other ad is someone for me anyway is, is someone trying to sell me you know things that are as good as AirPods for thirty quid. Um, do you, do where, where do you, I mean, what's next for the AirPods? I mean, what, yeah. what and can they improve on on the AirPods you've got in your ears right now? Make them cheaper. I think the only thing that they can continue to improve will be, and it, it probably will take a little bit of tech, but it's probably more um, software based. I think um, is just the noise cancelling algorithm. No, it's it's no, it is. But these things are like the, the four fours are now. I still have the ones, and the, the noise cancelling on them is great. But I hear that the new, the brand new ones are like light years ahead. Yeah, is noise cancelling not something that only really works brilliantly with over ears headphones? It'll never, unless you can get a real seal on your ears, it's never going to work. No. Well, that's the thing. You get you get three different tips with the AirPods Pro to check and see. And then there's a little test that they run to um, to check and see what the seal is like. Um, and it'll, it'll mm-hmm. tell you, hey, your seal's not great. You either need to go up a size or down a size and see, and see how that works. Um, the noise cancellation is, I think the noise for, for the AirPods, given their size, it's very impressive yeah. and it has gotten substantially better with the most recent software update, which was, I think, uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago mm. now. It's still not as good as a pair of over-ear cans, yeah. but yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to beat that because you're literally putting a set of ear defenders on. And, you know, and they, you, it's going to be yeah. a, a lot of yeah. their noise cancellation comes from the fact that they are enclosing your entire ear. But I think the AirPods Pro are ridiculously impressive given their their small size. Okay. Well, do we have picks of the week? Did anyone come prepared? I'm going. I'm going to do a pick of the week for next week for everyone. Uh, it's a. Um, it's this. Everyone should go out and buy this from their local comic shop. It's oh, the God. Doomed and Shameless. the Damned. <laughs> the Doomed and the Damned. It's a DC uh, eighty page giant. Um, 
and it it's got my first DC comics work. Yeah, so this this is PJ's big DC debut. My DC debut. It's a uh, Baytor versus Darkseid, Darkseid, uh, by Garth Ennis and me, which is essentially Baytor. Uh, 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 well, Darkseid, Darkseid is goaded into a yeah, drinking don't give contest. Give away the whole story. Just, yeah, well, the, the premise I mean, is all the it's the journey is the funny part of it, I think, and I think it's very funny. <laughs> and I get to draw. I go, I and mean, there's not. I, I I think I crammed every single DC character I could think of into it. So, so you can uh, now say, oh, I've drawn some Swamp oh, Thing. I've drawn, I've drawn, yeah. You know, when, when people kind of go, oh, what have you done for DC? I can go, I've drawn Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the you Green Lantern, um, <laughs> Dr. Fate. That was a fun one. The only ones I didn't get in were Swamp Thing and, and John Constantine. And Did you get Adam Strange in there? You know, I didn't. I didn't because I. I don't think I could think of Adam Strange. I was genuinely racking my brains thinking, who else? Who else can I get in this? Who else? Um, so that's a that's out next week. It is pricey, mind you. It's a big thing. I think it's like, Re- reflects the quality within. I think so. Well, it's eighty pages, and it is a like some of the artwork. There's there's um uh what do you call it? A strip called The Shadow Over Coast City by as drawn by Riley Rosmo. And it's beautiful. It's really lovely, chunky, cartoony art style, uh, like a like a rough textured Bruce Tim kind of thing. Um, and it's it's really nice. So some of it's really gorgeous looking. So um, and I'm often like one of the things I do when I'm in a, a book, an anthology especially, is, and when I first get into it, is I look through it and think, do I look out of place? Does mine look terrible in amongst all this? I look all right. I look okay. So, you know, very pleased. A similar level of quality throughout the book. Oh yeah, yeah it's very good all the way through. So that's my pick of the week. Go and get go and get that from your local comic shop. And Scott, anything from you? I have a six-part TV series from HBO called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." I thought you were so you were plugging a thing of your own as well. There, just no. the way I I have a six-part TV. I thought you've got to one-up me at every opportunity. So I've been meaning to watch this based off your recommendation a few weeks ago. Tell us more about it. I'll be gone in the dark. Is a series that's based on a book by Michelle McNamara, and Michelle McNamara was a started a basically the first tr- big true crime blog. The, the first kind of blog that really blew up when true crime became the kind of behemoth that it is um, now. Um, she also happened to be uh, the wife of Patton Oswalt, which kind of, I think, helped her get some uh, amount of notoriety from other places as well. It's how I found out about her. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't confess to be a massive kind of true crime fan, although it is kind of starting to become a kind of niche genre that i'm is she his current wife no she's not Um, yes she's his late wife so the book is basically um she there was a serial kind of predator um active between the 70s and 80s uh in california um and he was responsible for over 50 rapes and 13 murders over a 10-year period the most prolific offender um i think ever in the united states and nobody knew about it nobody knew the cases um and nobody knew that this was all one person and she thought that that was crazy so she kind of got heavily involved uh, in the case and basically then started trying to unpick it herself um and get as much information as she could and it's basically the book Unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk 
about this or not it's not it's not a surprise ending i mean i, I it's not a, a twist or anything like that basically she dies before the, she was able to finish the book um and the book is then picked up by her editor and two of the people that were helping her with the investigation um into the golden state killer which is a name that she came up with um for the uh for the perpetrator um i think before that he was called the original night stalker or there was another name they had for him as well but he he was so prolific and he operated across a number of different back then the police didn't talk to each other so it wasn't until somebody kind of from outside came and went well this mo matches this these other crimes that happened up here and this kind of this matches and these are all within a you know radius and um, whatever but the series looks at how she got involved what you're, what you're describing sounds a bit like um sounds a bit like zodiac in that yeah i mean in, it's and the, the police departments weren't talking to each other at all and, and someone just went along and joined all the dots to... yes exactly um so yeah this, so the series is takes the people that were involved because it obviously happened after her death um the people that were involved basically building on her narrative um for the, of the the golden state killer and it's incredibly interesting um and how the resolution comes about is uh something that she kind of foretold quite early on and um in her writings and it's unfortunate that she didn't live to see the kind of the overall outcome of it all uh but yeah it's uh i'll be gone in the dark which is six uh fantastic episodes very good and i have no idea where you're gonna watch that yeah you just probably yeah just pirate it i, I mean i there's, there's no other way it might <laughs> It might be on. It's not, it's not for sale anywhere, as far as I can see. Yeah, so. and it's. I don't think it's. A, it's another HBO Max show, I think. So it might not even be on Sky Atlantic. So yeah, yeah best of best of luck with that. But it's if you can find it, it's well worth your uh, well worth your time. Okay, uh, I'll big up a TV show as well. Uh, Tehran, which is the new uh, Apple TV. Oh, Plus. I thought your pick of the week was going to be a new house run. I'm not. Oh, I, do you know what? I haven't got a new house yet. I'm in the process of buying one, so I'll. I'll I'll maybe <laughs> give a pick in a few weeks' time for buying a new house. But uh, fingers crossed. But, uh, no, Tehran is a um, is a basically a modern day spy thriller about a about a Mossad agent breaking into um, who breaks into Iran via a series of sort of subterfuges to uh, hack into a system there, and then really it's just a chase film. It's just a, sorry, a chase a chase series after that. I mean, it's uh, it's really good. It's really sort of I, I really like the uh, the style of it. Um, it's it is all acted acted by people from you know Israel and and so you know it's not it's not full of stars from here it's, it's a co-production I think between a, an American production company and an Israeli one and if you hate Israelis I there's nothing I can do for you I mean it's, uh, you know it, you, I go in really just enjoying enjoying it on its own merits but if you've got a political sort of a dislike for Israel as a concept you might not this might not be for you but it's a good spy thriller and. Um, I'd say check it out. Yeah, I'll be, I've been looking forward to it. I just haven't. There's a lot that we've been um, trying to get through between now that the boys is finished in our evening viewing, so that might fill it. PJ is frozen with a rather. Has he actually frozen? Or is, is he just trolling us? 
I know I think he's actually frozen. Well, look, I don't know if he's gone or if he's frozen or what, but um, I guess that's as good a point as anything to leave the show yeah, this week. Probably, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll try and be back next week. Uh, I don't think there's going to be anything stopping us. So um, it's been uh, fun to be back again, Scott, and uh, sure, I'll chat to you in a week. Yes, I will PJ, see you guys later. PJ, happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>